Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Suppose you tell me something about your life at home. What have you been doing all these 16 years? I always had plenty to do, Theo answered. I helped Pamela with the housework and the clothes mending. We did not keep any servant, so we were obliged to do everything for ourselves. You were? said the old lady, with a side glance at the girl's slight, dusky hands. How did you amuse yourself when your work was done? We had not much time for amusements, Theo replied demurely, in spite of her discomfort under the catechism. But sometimes, on idle days, I read or walked on the beach with the children, or did Berlin wool work. "'What did you read?' proceeded the august catechist. She liked to hear the girl talk. "'Love stories, more demurely still, and poetry, and sometimes history, but not often history. Love stories and poetry oftenest.' The clever old face was studying her with a novel sort of interest. Upon the whole, my lady was not sorry that she had sent for Theodora North." And, of course, being a downport baby, you had never had a lover. Pamela never had a lover before she came to me. A lover. How Theodora started and blushed now, to be sure. No, madame, she answered, and in perfect wonder of confusion, dropped her eyes and was silent. But the very next instant she raised them again at the sound of the door opening. Somebody was coming in, and it was evidently somebody who felt himself at home, and at liberty to come in as he pleased and when the fancy took him, for he came unannounced entirely. Theo found herself guiltily of the impropriety of gazing at him wonderingly as he came forward, but Lady Throckmorton did not seem at all surprised. "'I have been expecting you, Dennis,' she said. "'Good evening. Here's Theodora North. You know, I told you about her.' Theo rose from her footstool at once, and stood up tall and straight, a young sultana, the youngest and most innocent-looking of sultanas, in unimperial gray satin. The gentleman was looking at her with a pair of the handsomest eyes she had ever seen in her life. Then he made a low, ceremonious bow, which had yet a sort of indolence in its very ceremony, and then having done this much, he sat down, as if he was very much at home, indeed. "'I thought I would run in on my way to Broom Street,' he said. "'I am obliged to go to see Miss Gowers, though I am tired out to-night.' "'Obliged?' echoed her ladyship. "'Well, yes,' the gentleman answered, with cool negligence. "'Obliged in one sense. I've not seen Priscilla for a week.' The handsome, strongly marked old eyebrows went up. "'For a week,' remarked their owner, quite sharply. "'A long time to be absent.' It was rather unpleasant, Theodora thought, that they should both seem so thoroughly at liberty to say what they pleased before her, as if she was a child. Their first words had sufficed to show her that Miss Gowers, wherever Miss Gowers might be, or whatever order of place it was— was a very objectionable place in Lady Throckmorton's eyes. 
"'Well, yes,' he said again, "'it is a rather long time to tell the truth.' He seemed determined that the matter should rest here, for he changed the subject at once, having made this reply, thereby proving to Theo that he was used to having his own way, even with Lady Throckmorton. He was hard-worked, it seemed, from what he said, and had a great deal of writing to do. He was inclined to be satirical, too, in a careless fashion, and knew quite a number of literary people, and said a great many sharp things about them, as if he was used to them, and stood in no awe whatever of them in their leonine greatness. But he did not talk to her, though he looked at her now and then, and whenever he looked at her his glance was a half-admiring one, even while it was evident that he was not thinking much about her. He did not remain with them very long, scarcely an hour, and yet she was almost sorry to see him go. It was so pleasant to sit silent and listen to these two worldly ones, as they talked about their world, but he had promised Priscilla that he would bring her a Greek grammar she required, and a broken promise was a sin unpardonable in Priscilla's eyes. When he was gone, and they had heard the hall door close upon him, the stillness was broken in upon by my lady herself. "'Well, my dear,' she said to Theodora, "'what is your opinion of Mr. Dennis Oglethorpe?' "'He is very handsome,' said Theo, in some slight embarrassment, "'and I think I like him very much. Who is Priscilla, aunt?' She knew that she had said something amusing by Lady Throckmorton's laughing quietly. "'You are very like Pamela, Theodora,' she said. "'It sounds very like Pamela. What Pamela used to be—to be interested in Priscilla.' "'I hope it wasn't rude,' fluttered the poor little rose-colored sultana. "'Not at all,' answered Lady Throckmorton. "'Only innocent. But I can tell you all about Priscilla in a dozen words. Priscilla is a modern Sappho. Priscilla is an elderly young lady who never was a girl.' "'Priscilla is my poor Dennis Oglethorpe's fiance. "'Oh!' said Theodora. "'Her august relative drew her rich silk skirts "'a little farther away from the heat of the fire, "'and frowned slightly, but not at Theodora, "'at Priscilla in her character of fiance. "'Yes,' she went on, "'and I think you would agree with me in saying "'Poor Dennis Oglethorpe, if you could see Priscilla.' "'Is she ugly?' asked Theo concisely. "'No,' sharply. "'I wish she was.' "'but at twenty-two she is elderly, as I said just now, "'and she never was anything else. "'She was elderly when they were engaged five years ago. "'But why, why didn't they get married five years ago, if they were engaged?' "'Because they were too poor,' Lady Throckmorton explained. "'Because Dennis was only a poor young journalist, "'scribbling night and day, and scarcely earning his bread and butter.' "'Is he poor now?' ventured Theo again. "'No,' was the answer. I wish he was, if it would save him from the Gowers. As it is, I suppose, if nothing happens to prevent it, he will marry Priscilla before the year is out. Not that it is any business of mine, but I am rather fond of him, very fond of him, I might say, and I was once engaged to his father. Theo barely restrained an ejaculation. Here was another romance, and she was so fond of romances. Pamela's love story had been a great source of delight to her. But if Mr. Oglethorpe's father had been anything like the gentleman himself, what a delightful affair Lady Throckmorton's love story must have been. The comfortable figure in the armchair at her side caught a glow of the faint halo that surrounded poor Pam, but in this case the glow had a more roseate tinge, and was altogether free from the funeral grey that in Pamela always gave Theo a sense of sympathizing discomfort. The next day she wrote to Pamela. "'I have not had time yet to decide how I like Lady Throckmorton,' she said. "'She is very kind to me, and asks a good many questions. "'I think I am a little afraid of her, but perhaps that is because I do not know her very well. 
one thing I am sure of. She doesn't like either Sir Dugald or his dog very much. We had a caller last night, a gentleman, a Mr. Dennis Oglethorpe, who is a very great favorite of Lady Throckmorton. He is very handsome indeed. I never saw any one at all like him before, any one half so handsome and self-possessed. I like him very much because he talks so well and was so witty. I had on the gray satin when he came, and the train hung beautifully. I am glad we made it with the train, Pamela. I think I shall wear the purple cloth to-night, as Lady Throckmorton said that perhaps he might drop in again, and he knows so many grand people that I should like to look nice. There seems to be a queer sort of friendship between Aunt and himself, though somehow I fancied he did not care much about what she said to him. He is engaged to be married to a very accomplished young lady, and has been for several years, but they were both too poor to be married until now. The young lady's name is Priscilla Gower, and Lady Throckmorton does not like her, which seems very strange to me. She is as poor as we are, I should imagine, for she gives French and Latin lessons, and lives in a shabby house. But I don't think that is the reason Lady Throckmorton does not like her. I believe it is because she thinks she is not suited to Mr. Oglethorpe. I hope she is mistaken, for Mr. Oglethorpe is very nice indeed, and very clever. He is a journalist, and has written a book of beautiful poetry. I found the volume this morning, and have been reading it all day. I think it is lovely, but Lady Throckmorton says he wrote it when he was very young, and makes fun of it now. I don't think he ought to, I am sure. I shall buy a copy before I return, and bring it home to show you. I will write to Mama in a day or so, with kisses and love, and a hundred thanks again for the dresses. I remain, my dearest Pamela, your loving and grateful Theo. End of chapter 2 Recorded on July 13, 2009, in Jensen Beach, Florida.